he's telling this, he's not even talking to me, but he's telling this story about how uh, he had called a cab and someone he knew just randomly happened to be like nearby, just happened to be show up. And they're like, hey, do you want to ride? And he's like, yeah, sure, cool. But then the cab shows up, right? Uh, just as he's about to leave and so he says to the cab he's like hey i'm really sorry uh like i i tried i was just uh trying to call to to cancel and I'm really really sorry about that and apparently the guy like flipped out on him and was saying that he like uh should pay him like six dollars for the gas that he had to spend to get out there one like six dollars in gas like how the f where the fuck did he come from also they're, they're usually hybrids yeah yeah he uh this kid cracked me up because he was like so i i i got really mad and was like no i'm not giving you six dollars that's bullshit and i'm not sorry anymore and i just started laughing i giveth i taketh away <laughs> i just started laughing and, and like my laugh started just increasing i was laughing for quite a while and they look over and they're like what i'm like and i'm not sorry anymore <laughs> Good evening, listeners, and welcome to episode 48 of the Laser Comb Podcast, the weekly-ish show where we comb through random episodes of classic TV with a fine-tooth laser. I'm The Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm, I'm NeoCal. And this, for the video <laughs> viewers, is my bullshit hairstyle. That's right. <laughs> Uh, if anyone uh, is wondering what I'm referring to there, recently someone on uh, YouTube was so gracious enough to say, um, what the fuck, lol, is with this bullshit hairstyle with the one on the right. The one on the right. Not even my name, which I say <laughs> in the show. Repeatedly. Yeah. It's an enemy using an anonymous uh, account. An enemy of the state. Yeah, an enemy. They figured out the those underwater menaces have figured out how to use computers. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, this week on the Laser Comb Podcast, we are, uh, well, we were supposed to be continuing on with our uh, education themed month in the month of September. Uh, that didn't really work out for a myriad of reasons. I had a uh, uh, major health issue. Um, it was serious but I'm better now, so that's all good. I also moved and have been, again, and have been settling into my new place, and uh, my work schedule is uh, kind of grueling now because of uh, a very terrible public transit system in the very terribly designed city that I live in. What? Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, city I'm living in now is Nanaimo, British Columbia, and uh, let me tell you, it's um, it's it's a thing. It's yeah, less said about it the better. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Infamous for um, Nanaimo bars. Infamous for Nanaimo bars. That's right. Infamous. Yep. Yeah, uh, infamous. Loud the, and proud. A uh, just uh, Cole McGrath is like 
is like skating around on power lines, eating Nanaimo bars. <laughs> and he's like, wow, I've never tasted diabetes in one bite before, but this is it. <laughs> yeah, folks, uh, I'm sure you've probably heard of Nanaimo bars. Nanaimo bars do indeed hail from Nanaimo, British Columbia, which is actually my hometown. No longer living in Victoria, which is where I've been living for the past eight years. And, uh, well, uh, you don't less... feel like a local is what you're saying. Uh, not anymore. No, no, I don't really, uh, feel like a Nanaimo person anymore. All it took was you moving back there to, <laughs> all it took was me moving back to realize just how much I actually did like living in Victoria, despite what I thought at the time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but, uh, well, lesson learned. Maybe someday I'll be back. Someday. But, uh, but not today, no. But yeah, um, what's uh what's with this um this bullshit uh this bullshit uh education month? <laughs> uh so that's done because well, we we were supposed to watch Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Uh I even bought the episode on iTunes. But, uh, well, September's over, and previously what we've done is we've kind of uh, just extended the, like, continued the the theme into the following month. I didn't want to do that this time. And the reason why I didn't want to do that this time is because it is October, and I wanted to do a horror-themed month. Oh, yeah, I I love Captain Captain Planet. We'll definitely, we'll definitely, yeah. We'll we'll definitely cover Captain Planet. Oh, uh, that just again at because some point. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we reference yeah. it so much, and it's definitely going to show up on the Lasercomb podcast. But um, September just uh, we were listening to "Wake Me Up When September Comes" uh, on repeat too much, and then September ended. Yep. <laughs> Wake me up when September ends. See, I'd put that song at the end of this episode, uh, but YouTube's copyright cops would probably physically hunt me down. <laughs> <laughs> physically hunt you down. Yeah. Oh. Uh, um. So. Uh. Yeah. Uh, October. It's spooky month. Um. So I wanted yeah, to do October time, baby. Spooktober. Uh, so uh, I wanted to do an entire month's uh, worth of episodes dedicated to horror TV shows. So that's what we're going to do. Um, before our, before we, we get into that, though, uh, I wanted to... This is a, a nostalgic-based podcast. Uh, y- usually, not always. Sometimes we end up watching newer things or things that we haven't seen before. Yeah. Usually stuff that's been recommended to us by uh, Patreon subscribers over at patreon.com slash lasercomb. Um, but uh, in general, we, we, we tend to do uh, a lot of nostalgia-based uh, podcasting. and Let uh, us know. <laughs> uh, especially 90s nostalgia, because that's when we grew up. And n- 90s nostalgia is kind of in right now. It kind of... It blew me away probably about a year or so ago. I was uh, at a Red Robin eating a burger with someone. And I, I looked outside and over on the grassy area, there were a bunch of teenagers just chilling out. And I shit you not, they looked like characters from Mallrats. A 1995 <laughs> film. Like they were dressed like exactly like 1995, like young person fashion. And I'm like... I oh, like baggy, baggy jeans with baggy jeans, distressed t- baggy jeans. Yeah, uh, 
plain or uh, branded t-shirt with a button-up shirt over top of it. That sort of thing. So, And I, I know that I, I've always been told that fashion is cyclical. Uh, usually around like it goes on like a 20 ish year cycle. And, that's what they say. That's what they say. But now but, we're finally old enough to witness it. Yeah. Now we're finally old enough to, to witness it. And it's kind of wild to see stuff that I rem- how I remember people dressing when I was a kid, all of a sudden kids are dressing like that now again. Remember that random plain clothes undercover, like fear factory enjoyer. We met at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, yeah so listeners we um we were uh cal uh was gracious enough to uh drive up island from uh from the land of better places Victoria. uphill both ways in the snow uh to to help me move and uh we uh before we actually like went to pick up the moving truck we bombed down the highway to uh, McDonald's to grab something to eat. And I was wearing the shirt that I am now, which is a fear factory demanufacturer shirt. And this dude just all of a sudden starts talking to me about fear factory and uh, catching a concert and catching a concert. And we ended up uh, talking about industrial and whatnot. Yeah, it was kind of interesting, but uh, where I was going with this is we, I'm sure some at some time on Mike, I I know me and Cal have talked about this at at some point before, but kind of wondering what uh, 2000s nostalgia is going to look like. Yeah, if you go back like a year, we we had maybe longer. We had brought up, man, like what the heck is 2000s nostalgia going to look like? Right. Tried to think of like the music and what do we got? We got like new metal hitting hard emo becoming mainstream um uh what's it called metrosexual movement (laughs) oh yeah yeah um fuck those are just the things that pop out at me yeah portable mp3 players oh shit right um 2000s (laughs) with Uh, the full keyboard yeah t texting t uh with t9 i kind of miss my and it had haptic feedback, so like you'd hear a click. Like, kind of miss mine, yeah. Yeah, I I, I miss uh, uh, tactile keyboards like the ones on Blackberries. Honestly, oh my PS3 like attachment, like it went un- clipped over top and like went underneath and like was part of the oh, controller. Right, right. Um, Xbox. The Xbox One went underneath. The went PS3 underneath, yeah. one went above. Yeah. Uh, I had the one for the, the 360. Uh, didn't work very well. <laughs> I had both of them. The PS3 one went on the top. Yeah. So it made it a little more awkward, but your thumbs are already like this. So I guess that kind of worked, but it, it felt so good. It was It was so good. The Xbox One was smooth and aligned with the controller really well and didn't inconvenience your hands at all. But it was a little... Uh, they, the chunk. <laughs> it, it was awkward. The buttons were um, a little too clicky for my liking. Yes, that I, I was trying to think of what word to describe it. And I'm like, yeah, just little. You really had to chunk them down. Yeah. But the PS3 when it was so. Ugh. I have both. 
like they're in a Bill. drawer over there. Yeah, <laughs> should go grab them. Uh, uh, the uh, what what inspired me to to talk about two uh, thousands nostalgia again was um, well. <laughs> We uh, we we learned the sad news uh, recently that uh, a man named Coolio has uh, sailed off into uh, that great that, big gangsta's paradise in the sky. He's yeah. gone on a fantastic voyage to the uh, to the uh, great big uh, gangsta's paradise in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, I need to mark the occasion somehow by like. I, I don't know, like watch, watching a movie that Coolio was in. And the only one that I had on hand was the director's cut of the 2003 Daredevil film starring Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. And uh, anyone who knows me at all knows that I'm a huge Daredevil fan. Uh-huh. And uh, th- that movie is does not have the, uh, the greatest <laughs> reputation. Uh, no. In all, in all fairness, the director's cut is better than the theatrical cut, and I've seen the theatrical cut in theaters back in 2000. It came out in like February 2003. Which better. Uh, which uh, I, I guess four out of ten is better than two out of ten. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. So Coolio in the only in the director's cut, Coolio has a role as a, a person who is uh, being wrongfully accused of like burglary or something, and uh, Matt Murdock, right. Foggy, uh, represent him. Now, I when I was watching that movie was transported back to the early two thousands. Very much say. so. Um, I don't think there's a time that's more dated than so, early 2000s. Ben Affleck, his hairstyle. He had Neo's hairstyle from The Matrix. He Everybody was wearing, did. He was wearing the shades that Neo wore, except they were tinted red. Because the, Right, they're the same sh- shape, right? The same, exact same shape. When... Uh, shortly after... Uh, uh, Matt first encounters uh, election. <laughs> of course, Cal has a pair of them. <laughs> I've had these for twenty-five years. <laughs> it's such a bizarre choice, too, because they're not co- angled. They they need to be a little rounder and and angled. It, it was such right? a bizarre choice, too, because in the comics, Matt Murdock does wear uh, glasses because he's blind, yeah. and and they're tinted red, but they're circular. They're like Aussie shades. Yeah, they're round. Yeah, like, so why not just do that? I mean, those were in at that time. And too. I was going to say, those are Morpheus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, yeah, why? Yeah, th- those kind of shades were definitely in at the time. Morpheus was wearing them. They were uh, uh, in the movie uh, Wild Wild West. They wore shades like that. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Smith rocked them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, so it, it was a weird, weird choice. Um, in terms of Matt Murdock's glasses. But so when Matt Murdock first encounters uh, Electra, uh, first off, like she says, her name is Electra, Electra Nachios and uh, uh, Foggy as played by John Favreau, which is kind of wild to think about now. <laughs> but Foggy as played by John Favreau makes the uh, gem of a comment that her name sounds like a spicy salsa dish. (laughs) 
And it's like, it's like, it, it, it's, it's Greek. <laughs> it's a Greek name. It, it is actually a name. Both of those are actually names. Um, and then wow. uh, after she uh, shoots down Matt Murdock, uh, he chases her down and they proceed to have a fight for a some reason. Fight. A sexy fight in a school, in a uh, random playground. And the fight is straight up Matrix fighting. Like, like, come on, stop trying to hit me and hit me. Like that kind of fighting. Right. It's been a while, but because like he doesn't really want to hurt her. And it's just like the the uh, fight choreography is straight up like the Matrix and like doing like movie kung fu. One thing about our like a laser comb podcasts is we're like the perfect age to be acutely aware of how much the Matrix influence, like the coming five years, <laughs> yeah, the coming eight, ten, ten years. Um, but only in hindsight is it obvious how much not just it influenced but things are just straight up ripped from it yeah and then it was suddenly stopped it's like 2010 hit and everyone forgot about the matrix (laughs) it wasn't cool it was only cool for like 10 years not even like six years yeah yeah like by like 2005 or 2006 or so like everybody like Hollywood had already done about it. the Matrix, <laughs> yeah. but um, oh, for five years, hot shit, man. <laughs> and there's a bunch of uh, random montages of characters like training, like in the rain with like fucking evanescence and drowning pool and playing. And and again, just... the music is to blame. The new metal emo. You get movies that were. It's worse every time I see it. Um, Underworld. Yeah. I didn't even like that movie at the time. I didn't like that movie at the time, but it is so much worse every time I revisit it. (laughs) I, my God, if if you ever watch a movie and you're like, oh, the chemistry between um, these two characters, their their romance is unbelievable. (laughs) Fuck. Like, <laughs> go and watch uh, Kate um, Blanchett. Is that, is that, am I uh, remembering that right? Who's the actress in Underworld? Keep thinking Kate Bishop, but it's like, no, that's the, that's a character from Hawkeye. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's who it is, right? Yeah. Um, Underworld film, Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a romance that they try to like force into it and maybe she's a good actress and other things maybe maybe (laughs) i can't even think of anything else i've seen if you want to see the worst of the 2000s anyone listening to this please go watch underworld and like if you can watch that without cringing you must have been like 15 in mid 2000s you must have been like right there you must have been lincoln park crying in the rain listening to the used and my chemical romance like yeah you those were formative years for you but there's something wrong with you if you think underworld is a good movie i'm sorry 
you can like it because it's bad. Like yeah, I, yeah. I love it because of how just fucking bad it is. But I'm always blown away every five years when I revisit it. It's so much worse than I remember. That's a thing. And that that's I, what nostalgia does. That's a you thing revisit that I, it and you're like, this isn't good. <laughs> or sorry, did, other people have the opposite effect, I guess. I, I did something similar uh, recently. I watched the movie, the 1990 uh, alien comedy Spaced Invaders, because I used to fucking love the movie when I was like five. Spaced and I, Invaders. Uh. I would say like go and check it out but uh no it, it actually was uh like i would watch the movie on repeat when i was like five six years old i i loved the movie um i went back and revisited it recently and uh it was uh well let's just say not everything you like when you were six years old is actually good i had no felt i've never no seen this man I felt no sense of nostalgia for it whatsoever watching it. I'm just like, this is a shockingly bad mo film. It's I've never even heard of this. It, it's astounding how bad it is. It, people don't don't watch Spaced Invaders. <laughs> it's not worth your time. <laughs> how have I not even heard of this? Y you know, the Mandela effect. Mm. Yeah, this yeah. is the opposite of the Mandela effect. I feel like every bone in my body should know this movie exists but it it's like this was invented just now inserted into reality just now but the programmer god the creator or whatever you want to call it forgot to give me the memory of this movie like how did i not know this existed i guess because it's really fucking bad that's why so so to get back to uh 2000 it's like rocket man when i was a kid i was like Haha, that was great no you heard rocket that man. movie with um uh fucking the comedy um are you talking about the rocketeer no which i would argue holds some merit um yeah, no, no. I, I've never actually seen The Rocketeer, but that movie actually has um, a, a very, a very good reputation. Search Disney's Rocket Man. All right. With um, it. with um, fucking what's his name? Uh, uh, not like the the movie about um Elton John. But oh, like... I never. I never saw this movie. Um, I recognized that cover right away. This was a movie I saw in video stores when I was a kid and uh, didn't rent it. <laughs> Whoa, man. It's that's my version of Spaced Invaders. Yeah. <laughs> like I watched it with my cousins when we were like 12 ish or like whatever. And we were like, Haha, that's great. No, no, dog. Oh, what's the actor's name? I... Harland Williams. Is that William Sadler? Uh, who's I can't remember. Harland Williams. That's the actor. Right, right. He was hot shit at that time. Not like super hot shit, but like I didn't more of a 90s guy. I, I didn't recognize him. He was um... like semi popular when we were. So to get back to uh, 2000s nostalgia. So I. I was thinking about it just now so the it, in hollywood anyway the first half of the decade was very much influenced by the matrix the latter half of the decade was very much 
influenced by uh like the born identity and like the films of michael bay with that like very like transformers that very like shaky found footage action yeah that very like shake like handy cam like shaky like quick cut action sequences and i've talked about it before but very grainy like very like white light cinematography oh right purposefully grainy yeah 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 um that 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 was hollywood in the 2000s in a nutshell right there um so going back to daredevil though uh that um that movie's bad and that that movie's worse even worse than i remember it being and it (laughs) it took me back to 2003 and so i'm gonna say this about nostalgia the daredevil movie took me back to 2003 and reminded me why I'm glad it's not 2003 anymore. <laughs> Dark days. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. you would have been grade 12 I was graduating. 18. I was 18 in 2003. Yeah, I would have been grade... I would have been moving to the island. I was living in Swift Current, Saskatchewan at the time. Oof. Yeah, oof, indeed. <laughs> I've yeah. got so I've got so many stories relating to my time in Swift Current though. Some some friggin' wild ones that I have gone into some of them on uh uh Patreon preambles before, but uh, I'm not really gonna get into any of it on air on like Basically it's just like the uh hit comedy TV show Corner Gas. Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll 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 go with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, so I, I I think that's about uh, time to wrap up now. So we're going to be, as I mentioned, we're going to be dedicating the month of October to horror-themed TV shows, and we're going to be starting with the 1980 British anthology series Hammer, House of Horror, which uh, lasted... Name a more well- iconic horror show. Yeah, Hammer Films is uh, has is has quite the uh, the big following amongst horror fans, so... And I've never actually seen ha- the the show Hammer House of Horror, so I'm, I'm interested to to get into it. So, to figure out what we're gonna watch, I'm going to hit screen share. Don't you dare! He's daring. Uh, who dares wins? Oh, apparently I can screen share to my iPhone now. My iPhone. <laughs> my iPhone. Your iPhone. It's a subtle reference to the movie uh uh, i love you man one of my favorite actually probably Mm -hmm. my favorite comedy of all time at this point yeah i was gonna say like i don't think you've mentioned a comedy more than (laughs) (laughs) i i i 2009's i love you man i i genuinely love that movie i it's it's extreme it's an extremely formulaic buddy film it follows all of the the beats of a buddy movie Mm -hmm. um don't care it does it perfectly and that's the thing sometimes it's kind of like um i've been trying to get my partner to uh watch the og predator with me right um and it on paper you're like oh do i really want to watch this or whatever but like it does exactly what it's trying to do like perfectly yeah yeah um big fan of that movie big fan of that franchise um really really liked that uh new installment uh prey 
although uh, I've, I've heard rumors that Cal was not a fan of it. I have a lot to say about that movie. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. So Hammer House, <laughs> Hammer House of Horror uh, lasted 13 episodes. So I've got my Murdoch shades. Oh, there you go. Uh, one random numbers between 1 and 13. And here we go. Where it stops. Lucky number about... 13. I thought I called it for a second and then it flipped over. And then it flipped one more. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you're uh, watching Wheel of Fortune and it's like on like te- like 1 million or something like that. And then it just edges over into bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so episode 11 is Visitor from the Grave. A psychologically fragile woman accidentally kills an intruder who is about to hurt her. Her boyfriend buries the body in the woods, but she continues to see the man in various places. This leads her to seek help from a psychic. Worse is to follow as she becomes the victim of a macabre plot. Wow. A macabre plot? That's, um... That's deep. That's uh, quite the uh, uh, series of unfortunate events. Uh, anyway, we'll be back uh, very soon, actually, uh, within the next couple days after this goes live with uh, episode 49 of the LaserCone Podcast. And until then, I've been wondering of your host, The Siege. And I'm your other host, Neo-Cal. I, I mean Morpheus-Cal. Morpheus-Cal. You tell I haven't done this in a while now because I, I forgot. Uh, uh, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, we're at the single $5 tier. You get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on this podcast. Our next Patreon theme month is going to be next month, by the way. The month of November. Um, so just give us $5 for November and then dip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've always like expected people to do that, but <gasps> no, one, no one's actually done that so far. Yeah. How dare you be like patient and enjoy us for what we what we what we present (laughs) and ask of us nothing you monsters yes and uh shout out to to all the patrons that we have over at uh, patreon.com slash lasercomb our content output in the month of september was probably the lowest it's ever been and uh well no one complained no one unsubscribed we got a lot of life lemons in september we got a lot of life lemons and uh we made uh death lemonade Lemonade for the dead. <laughs> or at least I did, anyway. Um, uh, follow me on Twitter at Lasercomb, spelled the same way. And Cal, you are at? I'm at NeoCal, N E O underscore K A L, on Twitter. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Stop trying to hit me and subscribe. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was. I was sorry before, but I'm taking it back. <laughs>